right, you can sit down if you can. If it's possible. All right, we're, we're going to, we, we've been, uh, this is, uh, Gerard, I think this is um, exposing the enemy weekend. That's what we got. That's, we'll, we'll look back in time and say, remember the exposing the enemy weekend? <laughs> exposing the enemy weekend. You know, we've, we've been, uh, you know, uh, talking about uh, breaking the chains of torment, but this weekend we spent some time exposing the enemy, you know, just t- targeting certain spirits. Uh, Bible study fellowship or from 6 to 8 on Friday morning. And then uh, Bible school, uh, we got into some um, some deeper things, uh, uh, which we're going to try to take Friday morning and Saturday morning and crystallize it here Sunday morning, <laughs> okay? We'll, we'll believe the Holy Spirit to do a good job with that. Now, now, now again, now you, you, everybody got to work with me here, okay? Um, I need you to stay present. Um, don't, don't, don't get, don't let conviction have you running in the spirit, okay? Uh, because some of the things that's going to be exposed, it was not exposing you. It may expose the spirit that's attached itself to you that's not, haven't been allowing you to be free to move about your purpose in your life, okay? Amen. All right? So, so when you feel that uneasiness, that's the spirit in there not trying to leave. You know, some, some spirits left doing that praise because something happens. We'll get into this in a second. If something happens when you, when you let go, right? Something, something just happens, right? Right? Because you operate opposite of that spirit that wants you to what? Stay bound. Right? Right? You see that? All right. The other thing is, is uh, this is for today, but period in general. Now, now, these spirits are subtle, okay? So, so sometimes they know the word is going forth mm-hmm. and it's going gonna, it's gonna to free you. Uh-huh. So, to have you distracted, yep. your phone, uh, all types of We're not talking about the kids because, you know, the kids are kids. You know, like, you know there's, don't, don't be like the kid. You need to tend to the kid be like, I ain't getting distracted. You just figure it out. <laughs> Don't do that, okay, with the kids. Now, I said kids. I ain't talking about adults because sometimes we have a chance to get uh, become, it's not us, it's the spirit. Remember, we're locating what? The spirit. The spirit. Yeah. Just, so there's busybody type spirits that are trying to keep you distracted from getting what you need, okay? Yeah. Right? Like you'll see it. Uh, sometimes, and you'll think it's uh, Minister Lomar is preaching, man, I, you know. I'd have heard him before. No, that's not you. Mm-hmm. It's the spirit. <laughs> the spirit is, is trying to get you to, to look at that man mm-hmm. and go, man, I don't even really feel him. Mm-hmm. No, it's not him. Mm-hmm. It's the spirit. Right. All right? We got that? Yeah. Right? All right, we're we, we, we going to stay locked in. Yeah. Now, you're going to feel some things, but it ain't you. That's it's what? Okay, good, good, good. So you need to stay present, right? All right? If the spirit get uncomfortable, let them leave. You stay here. <laughs> All right? <laughs> Can we try that? All right. Now, uh, uh, 1 John 4.18, foundational scripture, we've been talking about that. It says, uh, uh, well, let's just go there. We'll go there just, just for put our eyes on it. You know, that helps embed it in your heart, right? 
1 John 4. Ooh, this is going to be the best weekend of your life. Because this is about peace and freedom, right? Amen. Right? You walk around like hanging out with spirits. You know what I'm saying? You know, got you convinced that you can't lick that vice. No, the spirit can't lick that vice. So get rid of the spirit, you'll be fine. <laughs> right? It ain't you. Stop, stop saying it's you. It ain't you. Yeah, trying to convince you it's you. All right, so uh, verse, four, uh, verse 18 Chapter 4, 1 John. It says, uh, there is no fear in love, right? It says, but perfect or complete or mature love casts cast out fear, right? Yeah. Why? Because fear has what? Torment. He that, he that feareth is not made perfect in love, right? So again, the adversary is looking to, as we've been talking about for some weeks, torment us. But I said, this is, this is uh, exposing the enemy weekend, right? And so we, we read a scripture in Proverbs 6. We'll go there because that will be, you know, just want to give us all the foundational stuff that we talked about this weekend. Proverbs 6. Now, again, who's being exposed? Spirit. Right. Now, it's not you. You're going to feel like you exposed. But it ain't, it, it ain't you. It's what? Spirit. Right. Who's being exposed? Spirit. Okay. All right. All right. Good, good. Because do you want their spirit exposed? Because the spirits are afraid of the light, right? We talked about that yesterday. All right, so Proverbs 6, verse 30. It says, men do not despise a thief if he steal to satisfy his soul uh, when he is hungry. Verse 31. It says, but if he be found, who? The thief, Right? He shall restore sevenfold, and he shall give all the substance of his house. All right? All the substance of his house. All right, now, now we also know uh, John 10, 10 says the thief, right, comes to what? Steal. No, steal, kill, and destroy. It's a progressive thing, right? Right? So he's going to torment you to death, basically, right? But, but he said, I came that you might have... Life and that life more abundantly, right? So the thief is the enemy, Satan, right? He's coming to steal. If we expose him, he has to return to us sevenfold. Stuff that he's grabbed hold to that doesn't belong to him. It belongs to you, right? All right? Your peace of mind belongs to you. Your fulfillment belongs to you. Hey, hey, your security, to be secure in yourself, to be okay with just the way you are. That belongs to you, right? Right? That don't belong to you. The provision belongs to you. He's trying to steal stuff so you'll feel less than your design and he can offer some other spirits to come and support you. But we'll talk about that in a second, okay? Right? So, um, we talked about this yesterday, so I want to highlight this because there's, we don't realize there's spirits attached to things that we consume, Right? You know, some of the medications that we're on. There's spirits attached to the medications. Uh, some of the, now, 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 now that's, that's the prescriptions I'm talking about. But you know, some people are taking medications that are not prescriptions, right? There's spirits attached to that too. Now, work with me here. I'm exposing the this, this spirit, not you, okay? Stay with me here, okay? You get all nervous and stuff, right? How do you, how do you know? How do you know? I don't know, but the Holy Spirit does. 
Now, some people are taking on their drinking things, uh, uh, alcoholic beverages. And well, you, could, you, can t you can trace uh, the, all the beverages back in the day. They didn't put alcohol in them. You know, so, we, so all this stuff that we talk about, we drink, we, we, not we, but when people are taking on what they pick up at ABC Spirits, that's alcohol, right? There's ABC what? Spirits. Right there on the sign. People still be walking in. <laughs> right, right. It's right there on the sign, ABC Spirits. Now, all these things I just named, as we talked about yesterday in class, are FDA approved, right? By the Food and Drug Administration, right? So we go, so a lot of times when somebody talks to you about it, I'm like, no, this is legal. Mm -hmm. Well, what makes it legal? It's FDA approved. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. But it's not FSA approved. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's Father's spiritual authority. Mm -hmm. now, now, the thing is, FDA is looking to see what you can take in. Uh -huh. <laughs> All the poisons you can take in and still be somewhat functional. Right? Now, we know, you know, once you start taking in, it creates a thirst and we start abusing stuff. But, and that's including food, right? But, but, but I tell you, but you know, certain foods aren't good for you. You know, sugar ain't good for you. Starch ain't good for you. Salt ain't good for you. If you didn't know that, I just told you. The whites, all the three whites, right? All right, but FDA says it's, it's good, right? I just told you alcohol is not good for you. But the FDA says it's okay, right? FDA ain't checking for spirits. That's our job. Right? So when you take on something, are you looking for the spirits that are attached to it? Mm. Or are you looking to see if it's FDA approved? Mm. If it's legal or not? There's a time when nobody's smoking, well, not nobody, quite a few people smoking marijuana, but they were sneaking it. Mm. You know, now, you know, uh, we was, it's cool, I'm going to say it, I'm going to just be transparent. Well, I'm not going to be too transparent because I don't want to bust nobody out. But we were in this uh, situation, this gathering, and people just smoking weed. So somebody came up to me and they said, uh, well, you know, it's legal here. But they, they, and the person wasn't tripping. They was, they was saying the truth. It, it, in that particular city, state, it was legal. It's FDA approved. Well, why nobody checking for the spirits, was they? All right, so stay with me, okay? Just stay with me. You, you okay? <laughs> yeah, because sometimes we're smoking and drinking spirits, but then we're wondering why things are happening in our lives. Right? Because we wasn't checking for the spirit, right? All I know is uh, I feel more relaxed when I do this. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What'd you say? Yeah, that spirit's more relaxed. You ain't relaxed. The spirit is relaxed because he know he got you, right? All right, so, so, so for this conversation, we're, we're going to change our tolerance level, okay? You know, we're going to change our tolerance of it because we, we're no longer going to walk around tolerant of certain spirits. Yeah. Right? Now, because we were going to recognize them as spirits. Now, we were tolerant because we thought it was us. You know, I'm shy. I'm passive. Right? You know, I'm just an aggressive speaker. You know? Man, I'm just an aggressive speaker, man. I'm passionate. You know, you're yelling. <laughs> For real. <laughs> you ain't tone that down, right? All right, so, yeah, but why am I okay? Because the spirit is okay with, with the yelling and screaming, right? And so now, but now when I come up with an excuse, I'm joining league with the spirit. I'm in agreement. I'm in support of the spirit. So why would it leave? 
I'm not exposing it. I'm helping it to hide. Every time I come up with an excuse, I'm, I'm coming up with cover. Hey, hey, hey. Chill out. I got you over the state. Just stay over there. Right? That's what we're doing. So now we're letting the spirit stay. And the longer it stays, the greater impact it has. Okay? Stay with me. Stay with me. Right? Just stay with me. So, so we're going to change our tolerance, you know, because we need to be spiritually intolerant. So now we got we to step up. We got to be spiritually intolerant. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not supposed to be feeling that way. So, so, so we're going we're gonna to fall out of agreement with some things. We're going to cast down some things. We're going to get rid of some things, okay? All right? All right, because we're going to expose some things. Now let's go here, 1 John. You know, because Jesus came, and, and we talked about this the last couple of weeks, to destroy the works of the enemy, and some of us are giving them jobs. So Jesus came to fire all the works of the enemy. Y'all all fired. You know, you, you look on the ticker, and it'd be like, uh, 1,500 people just got laid off at such and such, right? So he came to not lay, lay folk off, permanently fire them. We're closing down the plant. Some of us have been off to the side starting our own enemy business. We've been hiring them back, unbeknownst to us, right? But he came to what? Destroy, fire them, but destroy the works in them. Let's go to 1 John 3. 1 John 3 and 8. Now, we're going to read this scripture. This is what the Bible says. The Father's spiritual authority, right? This is what the Bible says. Uh, uh, is, it, is it hot in here? Could you just make it cool? It's cool. Don't worry about me. Ty said no. He's, Ty, Ty, Ty said, I'm the authority. The, the, the maintenance authority in the house. He said, no. Use your fans. That's what Ty said. Oh, that's what he told me just a minute ago. But I didn't make that up. He was like, no. <laughs> he said, peer pressure. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll look out for you guys, okay? All right. So, first John 3, because I, I want y'all focused. I don't want y'all like so hot. You know, you fall asleep and you ain't locked in. All right. So, all right, we're going to read this scripture now. Now, remember, we're exposing the enemy before, before we start reading. It says, he that committed sin is of the devil. All right, so we just stop right there. If you commit sin, you what? All right. Did it, have, did, it, did it say special people? No. If you commit sin, that's of the devil. Okay. So, that means uh, the devil is influencing that choice? I'm in agreement with what the devil wants me to do, okay? Right? He does commit sins of the devil, right? It says, for the devil sinneth from the beginning, right? It says, for this purpose, this sin of the devil, it says, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might what? Destroy the works of the devil. Now, verse 9, it says, whosoever is born of God. Now, we were born into this world of sin, so if we... We're not born again, we're more likely to what? Sin. And be comfortable with it, make excuses for it, and be in denial when we're doing it. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's, you ain't saying that. The Spirit has is, is got you in agreement with that. Okay? 
right? So it says, whosoever born of God does not commit sin. For his seed, Christ's seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. He cannot sin because he's born of God. He's submerged in God. He's abiding in Christ. All right, so that would be our target, right? If I am sinning, obviously I'm not embedded in Christ. If I don't want to sin, I got to get embedded in Christ. But these spirits aren't going to let me get embedded in Christ because then they got to leave. Right? You got me so far? Right? So they're going to keep trying to trick you and, and fool you and pull you. Right? Now, Luke, uh, our other foundational scripture, uh, some people here probably can quote this one. Luke 22, 31 and 32. What is that? Simon, Simon. Come on. We're going we to do it together. Simon, Simon. Satan desires. Satan desires. Sift you as we. What you say, Hope? But I've prayed that your faith fails not. But when thou art converted, go strengthen our brethren. Now, obviously, we didn't say it specifically, but you get the gist, right? Satan desires to sift you as wheat. Who? To have to, he desires to have you. And how he's going to get you is he's going to break you down, sift you as wheat. But what is he really breaking down so he can have you? He's breaking down your faith. Because your faith keeps you connected with what? God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But if I break down your faith, as Pastor Mel talked about earlier, I break down your belief. If you don't believe, then he gets access, right? He can just keep playing with you. Right? Because you don't really believe. You're just talking. So we good? We didn't understand it, right? So he says he's trying to break you down. But I'm praying that your faith fails not. Now he said this, when you're converted. That means when you converted to be all in, submerged in him, born of him, so you cannot sin, go strengthen your brothers. If you're not converted, you can go strengthen them, but you, you're probably going to sin too. Right? Because why? You're not converted. You're not all in. So you will commit sin. If I'm committing sin, why would I go try so so why would I go try to pull somebody out of the quicksand? I'm gonna sing too. Right? That makes sense? Oh, well, I just don't want to leave them there. Intercede and pray, or send somebody that's committed. All right? Send somebody on a rescue mission that ain't gonna get get got, right? That's how we say back in the day. Don't get got, <laughs> right? All right. All right. So, so see, so because sometimes we're not converted, so the strength that we offer others is perverted. Sometimes we're not converted, so the strength that we offer is perverted, is tainted with all these other spirits, right? And it's tainted through compromises. Go to 1 Corinthians 10. All these are foundational scriptures from class yesterday, but, I, you know, God wants everybody to get this, okay? So, I'm going to take a little bit of time, you know, I'm not going to uh, try to rush, because uh, I won't be teaching this next week, but to, the following week, so give you enough to uh, chew on. So, 1 Corinthians uh, 10, verse 12. Um, 
Okay, good, good, good. It's right in line with what Pastor Mel was talking about earlier today. It says, wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. So now, now, now again, it's saying when you convert it, go strengthen your brethren. But some people are going to go anyway because they're overconfident. Right? Pastor Mel, you talked about that earlier. And one of the things, uh, in the, if, you, if, you, if you have time, check out the 915 because it's, it's, it's talking about being under attack of the enemy. But Pastor Mel talked about Satan will attack, especially those who think they're not vulnerable. The person that thinks it's not going to happen to me. So they expose themselves to a, a predominantly demonic environment and go, oh, no, no I'm different. Well, with the fact that you are overconfident to go into the environment, you're the person he's going to attack. Because the other people ain't going in the environment because they don't trust themselves. you going in because you trust you, not God. Right? And so Pastor Mel said this this morning, stay away from overconfidence. Why? Because the confident, overconfident person is the person that falls for the schemes. Right? The schemes. Right? The person that don't think they're going to get played is the one that gets played, right? <laughs> the schemes, right? And that's uh, Ephesians 6, 11. It says to watch the wiles of the devil, right? The, the schemes of the devil, right? Now, now, the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost, those that are lost in all these spirits, right? And when he came, he came to heal the brokenhearted, you know, to release the captives, to... Uh, well, the men are broken heart, but, you know, to heal those that are sick and to relieve the captives. But all these were the works of the devil because he started to what? Attach sickness to people and make the people think the sickness is them. You know, my, you know people start saying my whatever. I'm not going to say it, but, you know, whatever. So they walk around like it's theirs. And so even though they say they are believing for things, they live like, oh, well, my, I'm spe- my situation is special. I'm probably, because the doctors told me I'm going to have this forever, right? Or, so, so, or, or it, it could be, so, so men the brokenhearted. That means we're not supposed to live in being brokenhearted. We're supposed to recover from that, right? But we change our whole life based on a broken heart. Matter of fact, we start going out breaking hearts. Right? Sometimes we, don't, we stop engaging people based on the one person. Everybody, listen, I got my heart broke. I broke so many hearts. Like, but, but it was almost like everybody going to pay. I'll give you this example, and I, I think I shared this yesterday. I'm not sure. But I uh, uh, might have been in my one-on-one. But uh, I, so, so I play college basketball come out of college, college basketball, and I start working in upstate New York. So I start playing in leagues, and it wasn't a lot of, I'm not trying to make things racist, racial, but it wasn't a whole lot of blacks in this environment. So when I first started playing in the league, I'm not getting no calls, people beat me up, but I'm not, like, I'm not I don't need to protest. I just need to win people. So I just, I said, I'm going to win the refs. I've always done that. So I was like, I was like, oh, good call, ref. Terrible call. I got knocked in the head. I'm like, okay, good call, ref. So I just spent the whole time like, I, I, I feel you, ref. Good call. I see what you're doing out here. I see what you're doing out here. So, so now, no matter what he does, I, because they're, they're thinking I'm the uh, IRA black man. You know what I'm saying? 
So, so they're waiting for me to go off. But no, I'm just going to keep knocking out buckets, and I'm going to keep like, you sure you saw that? Was that? Now, wait a minute. Did you see that right? Because I swore I got hit in the head on that one. But that's cool. That's cool. I understand. After a while, I start getting calls. You know, after a while, it was like, I, the rest would look out for me. Right? So then we play this all-star game on our facility within the place. Now, most of the people on our facility are from the community. Right? I'm, just for this conversation, I never said this to anybody, but I'm, for lack of a word, big man on campus. I'm the baller. Right? And when I played, I laughed the whole time. Because it was fun. It was like chess. So, you know, they would always try to figure out ways to cheap shot me or double or triple team me. And I would figure out, all I got to do is get right there. And I'd be laughing. Whoa! Like, Whoa! That's the, the whole time. I'm, that's one of the noises I would make, too. I'd be, Whoa! Like, you know, I'm just like, Whoa! I'm like, that's a nice try. And I just run on the court. Now, in my world, I'm playing basketball, having fun. In their world, he think he all that. Who he think he is. But he ain't all that. Now, mind you, you're losing, so he might be somewhat of something. So we're playing this all-star game. The, the, so the, so the, the, all the all-stars from the league is coming to our facility. So they walk in and they, they all point at me. But I'm not thinking. I'm thinking they point at me like, yo, that's the baller right there, man. Yeah, we're going to have the ball today. That's the guy I was telling you about. No, that's not why they were pointing at me. They were pointing at me as like, that's the target. These guys was beating me senseless. And the refs were letting them do it. Who was with us? We were the home team. But it was, they were from the neighborhood. And then they looked, they see me smiling all the time. And I guarantee you, they were like, well, you smile at them, buddy. And I'm talking, I'm getting knocked in the head. So I go up in the air. And when I go up in the air, uh, I'm, I'm, if you could... If you could picture me sideways, but straight, like levitating straight, because the guy clipped my legs, and I'm, but I couldn't, I didn't have enough time to put my hand down. So I came down, boom, exactly like that, pretty much on my hips. So I couldn't walk for like two weeks. So I said something. I said, that will never happen to me again. I said, I will never, ever, ever get hurt playing basketball. And so what I did, what I, I changed my mentality. So I would have, sometimes I would play physical if you play physical. Oh, no, I changed that. I showed up physical. And people was like, yo, man, watch your elbows. This, that, and that. I said, play somebody else. I said, I'm not changing my game. And then I used to go around saying, let me tell you something out here, y'all. Let me help y'all out here today. There's somebody on this court that's not getting hurt, and that's me. Now, I keep on playing. I'm out, everywhere I went, I would do that. Man, yo, you being all physical. Let me explain something to y'all here. There's somebody out here that's not getting hurt, and that's me. Now, what am I doing? I'm attacking, right? I'm attacking. When we get hurt, we do the same thing. Let me tell y'all something right here. We're going to be in a relationship, but there's somebody ain't getting hurt, and that's me. But we don't realize we hurt other people, right? The person that, that low-bridged me never got injured. Because I never played against them again. Everybody else did. Oh, they was getting some shots. Like I was, I, they was feeling me. <laughs> right? Because I was trying to keep them off of me. Well, some people are feeling you. But are they feeling you or the spirit that you allowed in because you was hurt? All right, all right. Stay with me. Stay with me. Stay, stay with me. Stay, see, because 
See, 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 when you're, when you go through trauma, right, uh, and, and some of the trauma happens even when you're, you're young, right, immediately there's a thirst that happens or a hunger that happens because there's a need for compensation, yeah. right? The body wants to compensate for loss or pain, right, right? right. or betrayal, whatever the case may be. Now, that hunger and thirst, Matthew 5, is what's supposed to get quenched through the word. They that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Uh, that, that, that hunger and thirst is supposed to be filled through God. Ephesians 3.19, be filled with all the fullness of God. Right? Man shall not live by bread alone, but what? Every word that proceeded by the mouth of God. So when we get hungry and thirsty and we get hit in life, we're supposed to drink and eat more word, more in the presence of God. Now, what, what has happened, though? The adversary tries to beeline ahead of us getting our true nourishment and offer us compensation. So his compensation package is insecurity, to be withdrawn, right? To operate in fear, to not trust anyone. So you walk around with these spirits where, where you change who you are even. You're like, okay, so the real me is who got hurt. At least you think it is. You haven't been, most of us haven't met the real me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take on a new character. I'm going to be somebody else. Right? Oh, so, so I'll use me. I decided to be somebody else. Know who I decided to be? Crazy. No, no, not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about... We, we're going we're gonna to discuss schizophrenia and things of that nature. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about mentally, well, I guess, yeah. for some people it probably was mentally. Was it that funny, Stella? It's really that funny. Okay. All right. But so I decided to, this guy gets exploited a lot. I'm going to be the crazy guy. And listen, I, I, listen I, I was top in education in school. I mastered crazy. People would drive by the school. What's up, crazy? I'm not crazy. I'd be walking down the street. I'd be like, I'm really that crazy, but it's working. <sighs> Good. It's working because other people heard them because these are tough guys driving because they went at school. They, 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 they didn't go to school. They driving by. I'm coming out of the school. You would think I'm coming out of the school. You would go, wait a minute. This dude's crazy acting and stuff like that, but he leaving the school. We ain't in school. Don't the crazy people not go to school? Not this one. This one wasn't crazy. This one was getting tops, grades, and honor roll. But when you hang out me with the street, I'm crazy. I'm, so I'm going to do the thing that you don't think nobody's going to do. Why? Because you're going to be convinced what? Oh, this dude crazy. I'm going to go off and nobody will be able to shut me down. You know why? Because you know what you're going to say? Leave him alone. He crazy. Listen, don't even, listen, don't. After a while, people didn't even question me. I, I talked to a friend of mine, he was, uh, and he gave, me, he gave me this refrigerator, and I don't know what I did. I just left it at the school. The semester was over, I just left it because I'm irresponsible at the time. When I saw him, I started talking. He said, man, man you just like, get, I'm trying to look out for you, this, that, and the other. I said, yeah, you know, kind of, you know, I probably just needed somebody to talk to me. He said, he, got, he, he was being nice. He got mad. He said, Keith, everybody try to talk to you. 
you didn't listen to no one. So in other words, if you opened your mouth, my sh- I already put the shutdown on. I can't hear you. You could be talking, but I'm not listening. Sounds like some of us. Anyway, so, right, but that's, that's what? I'm protecting myself. But then I'm also, I, I got this front. See, the Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge. And so, lack of knowledge about all these spirits that's been trying to attach himself. And then even when we recognize there's spirits or there's some, something in me that ain't right, right? We, I'm going to say this respectfully, but we start praying. Right? Or, you know, there's folk out here burning sage and incense and stuff like that. And so, so uh, uh, this weekend we was talking about the book Pigs in a Parlor, and it's called Pigs in a Parlor because in Leviticus it talks about don't touch the unclean thing. It's talking about the pigs. Uh, and it, they stunk. You know, some of y'all know that because some of y'all still eating hogs and chitlins, so y'all know the pigs stink. Right? Right? Y'all know. Yeah, Thanksgiving coming up, right? Just mess up y'all whole flow. I'm stinking up the house, chasing, chasing the neighbors, you know. But anyway, so, so the author said there's a bunch of pigs in your, okay, so this is your house, the, the hallway. You, you walk in the hallway and there's hundreds of pigs just running around. So you can start praying. And they stink. So you're like, oh, man, man get some lights in Stella. Where the, where the lights are last, Stella? Don't we got some air fresh in here? That's what we're doing? You're going to get the pigs out of the, out of the hallway, right? right? Same thing with the unclean spirits. We praying, lighting sage and incense. Get them out. They ain't no different than the pigs. Uh, uh, one of the authors said it this way. There's like, okay, hold on, I'm going to read this one. I thought this was, this was so simple. Um, when you have a mosquito on your arm biting you, and you fast and pray, go to church, read the word, ask why the mosquito is biting you. <laughs> Instead of flicking it off. This is what we're doing with these spirits. Instead of flicking them off, we, we why, why, why is this happening to me? Get rid of this stuff, right? I see, 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 look, look. Isaiah 14, because you're like, no, but we're talking about the devil. See, see, you better watch it, Pastor Keith. You, hey, hey, you know, you, see, you playing around. You playing around, Pastor Keith. You, you better take this serious, man. No, no, I just, listen, I just, no, we talk, we're talking about spirits. No, no, no. This is how we rolling, right? Look at this, Isaiah 14. Isaiah 14. And this is what is, was prophesied for this devil we're talking about. Verse 15. Isaiah 14, verse 15. It says, Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell and to the sides of the pit. Look at verse 16. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, is this the man that made the earth to tremble? That did shake kingdoms? That made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof? That opened not the house of his prisoners? 
Let's go over to Revelation 12. Revelations, let's go over to Revelation 12. So, so I'm not playing around. I, I have things in full perspective. So Revelation 12, verse, I'm going to read verse 10, then I'll read verse 12. It says, and I heard a loud voice saying, I'm sorry, I should have gave you time to get there. My bad. Speedy Gonzalez over here. That used to be my favorite cartoon, too. Spear! You know, I just like speed. You know, spear, spear. All right, so Revelation 12, 10. I, gave you, I cracked the joke, gave you time to get there, right? Revelation 12, verse 10. It says, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of the brethren is cast down, which uh, accust them before our God day and night. You know, well, I'll just read verse 11 for the sake of time. It says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. See, his whole thing is to get you to love your life more than the life God has for you. Get you to think you have to protect yourself, cover yourself. So then now get you in fear. Verse 12, it says, therefore rejoice ye heavens. Now, 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 pay attention to this. Rejoice ye heavens, right? And ye that dwell in them. So, so remember, we're supposed to be praying for it to be on earth as it is in heaven, right? So we're, of this, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. So we take on the nature of Christ and we walk by faith. We may, we may be living in the earth, but we're operating out of a heavenly existence. All right, you got me there so far? It says, now it says, therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell, dwell in them. Now, now there's a warning here. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he has but a short time. So, when, when it says, so basically, that's why the Bible says be not conformed to the world. Because if you conform to the world, you are part of that woe in the earth. See, we're not supposed to be conforming to the world. We're supposed to be transformed, Right? We're supposed to cross over into the kingdom. We're supposed to be born again, right? We're supposed to leave the world of darkness into the marvelous light. But some of us actually think we're sweet, overconfident, trying to conform to the world and running from the light. Okay, we'll see how that's going to work for you. Now, let's go here to uh, Revelations 20.10. I'm sorry, people in the back. The Revelation scriptures you don't have. They're some audibles. My bad, people watching online. Every once in a while, we got to write down something, right? <laughs> so, you know, every once in a while, we got to take a couple of notes. All right, so 2010, uh, Revelation 20, verse 10. It says, and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. It says, where the beast and the false prophet are. And shall, and shall be what? Shall be, shall be what? Tormented day and night forever and ever. Shall be what? Day and night forever and ever. See, the tormented is looking to torment. But our job is to guard our heart with all diligence. We can't just be exposing ourselves to torment, Right? Uh, uh, guard your heart with all diligence or keep your heart with all diligence. That's Proverbs 4.23. All 
All right, so now, now, now this brings us to some of the things we've been talking about and being intolerant. We says we have to cast down all imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, bring every thought into captivity to obedience of Christ Jesus because that these spirits are trying to access our vessels through our thoughts, through our minds, right? But the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God through the pulling down of strongholds. How do we pull down these strongholds, these thoughts that try to stay in our minds Hold us captive to the thought. We have to cast these things down. We can't let it sit dormant. Even if you go, glad I'm not dumb, cast that down, please. That ain't the right spirit. Amen. Right? Even if you go, it ain't going to happen to me, cast that mess down. Because you're the person that's going to happen to. Right? You know, in this, I'm 61 now. So in this life, like, I've seen the results of the overconfident, the people that's not listening to people that are already delivered. And, and when I was younger, I was, I was, by faith, I was like, nah, I really believe this is the way we should, we should go here. You know, well, I don't really think it'd take all that. So I went that way, and it turned out it was the way we should go. The other person went the other way, and they've been tormented in some cases to this day. Is it worth the torment? Oh, okay, all right, just, 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 let that, just, just let that one soak up. See, so, okay, just go to Matthew 6, because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give you a prescription and give you some information at the same time, okay? Diagnosis and prescription. So, Matthew 6. All right, uh, we know these, these phrases Uh, because we've read through Matthew 6 a thousand times around here, around this church. But I'm just going to highlight a couple verses here. Uh, uh, the first one is verse 25. Matthew 6, 25. It says, therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, for what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body uh, what you shall put on. is not life more than meat and a body more than raiment. All right. So now this is scripture that says what? Take no thought for the things that the adversary wants to offer you to worry about and get you to worry because as soon as he gets you to worry, he can access you. He can access your mind. But look, look what does it say? Take no thought. Now that word take no thought means don't worry. So, so, but how am I going to worry? The, the, the thought of worry has to be offered to me. I have to take on the thought. Now, oh, I don't know if I'm going to get this. I don't know if I'm going to lose my job. I don't know if this is going to happen. I don't know if I can perform. Oh, no. I don't know if, 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 if I can keep doing this. If I, if I can keep towing the line, I try to be righteous, but I keep messing up. I don't know if I can do it. No, you got to cast down that. You can't be taking that thought. It ain't on us anyway. Apart from him, we can do nothing. Right? Right? Take no thought, right, for your life. Now, that's the first part of it, right? Then you go down here. Verse 27, it says, which of you by taking thought or worrying can add one cubic unto a stature? Like, how does worry give us what we're thinking we're not going to get or we're going to lose? Doesn't help at all. You don't understand my situation. That's why I'm worrying. No, I do understand your situation. That's why I'm telling you not to worry. Because you're projecting it, magnifying it and assisting it, right? You got that? And then uh, verse 31. 
Now, now, now it's, it's a progression here. Don't worry, don't worry, don't. It says, don't worry, take no thought. Which of you taking thought or worrying? And now verse 31. Therefore, therefore, all the stuff that you read before about taking no thought in Matthew 6, it says, therefore, take no thought, saying. Now it says, now it's adding something. It's saying, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Definitely don't worry and then speak out with what was put in your thoughts. So it says, take no thought saying, because when you start to speak it out, you deepen it in your heart. You deepen it in your mind. The more you say it, the more you become it, right? So take no thought saying, all right? I so, now why is this important? Because thought is the offering to our minds from the adversary. Some of these, this is how he gains access. He, he offers thoughts to our minds. Once it penetrates our heart, because we hold on to it long enough, now he has access. Remember, uh, I don't want to skip because I have this thing. Okay, good. This is John 14. I'm right, I'm right, right in line here. See, he needs access, but he needs us to start the process of using our mind and our imagination to be in agreement with them. Right? Because I need access. You know, I, you know I'm an I'm a old superhero guy because I used to draw uh, all the comics coming up. And so in the, uh, I'm trying to think of the, in the X-Men, uh, one of the movies, they had a, a villain. It was, he was called, it was a Magnesio? Magneto. 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 I, I say it wrong every time I, I use the example. But he, he operated off of metal. So they had him locked up in a glass prison because he couldn't be a nowhere around metal. He could, he could draw the metal out of someone and turn the metal into anything he wanted, a sword, a gun, whatever. So they came up with this plot where his, his assistant, uh, uh, she could change into any type of person. So she changed into a female, meets the guy, and injects iron in him. The security guard that was working at the prison. So when he came to give the guy his meal, he says, somebody's had too much iron today. <laughs> and he drew the metal out of the guy, turned it into all these types of balls or whatever, broke all the glass, created platforms just based on what was in them. Now, now I use that example because that's how the adversary works. He's looking to smell fear, offense, anger, unforgiveness. Somebody's had too much unforgiveness today. Somebody's had too much lust today because he's trying to gain access. Now, let's just look at the scripture. I just wanted to set up the scripture here. John 14. Did I tell you John 14 yet? Uh, verse 30. This is this red letters Jesus is talking. He says, hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh, look, and has nothing in me. Can we say that? Can we say when the adversary comes, he ain't got nothing in me? Or will we start shaking in our boots 
if we know any spirits is anywhere near us because we got a whole lot in us. I was watching a movie, I'm a movie guy, I didn't figure that out, called Legion. And you know, remember one of the, the demons was called Legion. Obviously, the movie wasn't exactly what the Bible says, okay? But it was, you know, because they, Gabriel was the, the warrior when Michael's the warrior. But anyway, they're in this house, and these demons are tr- attacking the house. But the demons just can't open the door. They just can't go in. So the demons, ah, they try to intimidate people because they want what? They want you to be, operate in fear. Because the way they access the house is through you, not through the door. So if they get the people to be afraid, they can access the house. Well, what they started doing was taking advantage of what, so you had one, one person was in fear, one person was jealous. A demon got in as soon as they got like that, right? One person was dealing with lust. The demon got in. The demon got in why? Because of what they had in them. <laughs> demon can't act just be coming to your house unless you give them access. That's why he's trying to get you offended. So he can get in. That's why he's trying to get you worried. So he can get in. That's why he tried to play you and have that person hurt your feelings. Because he needed to get in. The path he was going was going to destroy him and all his works. He's like, no, what's going on? What? They're doing what? Going to, go, hold on, let's see what's going on. Ah, well, right, listen, this, we, this might be a shot in the dark. We don't have too much data. We don't have nothing in this kid. Well, well yes, the go-to. The go-to. Relationship. Yeah, listen, if that don't work, it's been working for years. If that don't work, come back and talk to me. All right? Talk to you later. Ding, ding, ding. All right, what's, how, how'd it go? Hurt, broken, isolating, withdrawal. What I tell you? Spirit has access, right? You've been trying to get access the whole time, right? See, Judas' greed gave him access. It says, it says the evil spirit got in him. He's the treasure, greedy, right? He gained access, right? All right, so, so I, I want to I just take some time, a little bit of time. We'll get further deep into it. In the upcoming weeks, the people that was in class got a lot more information. So, uh, but we spent some time talking about schizophrenia yesterday. Now, now again, just stay with me here. I'm using a medical term, but I'm going to break things down spiritually. Okay, yeah. right? Because it's uh, schizophrenia for what we're talking about is varying degrees of the network of demon spirits that try to access us. Varying degrees of spirits, okay? Now, now in this life we were talking about yesterday, you know, I, I didn't try to get too deep because some people try to get, look for deliverance services and stuff like that. Our whole life is about deliverance, being delivered, right, from the, from the hand of the enemy. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Uh, the goal is for us to be brought out of darkness into his marvelous light. We already talked about exposing the thief, Right? So the reason why we're targeting this whole schizophrenia because it's subtle. There's acute schizophrenia, and that's the people that's, you know, in institutions, diagnosed. Uh, they're on varying degrees of medication, right? But this world system can only deal with things on the surface. They can only deal with symptoms. They don't deal with the root. 
We're going to talk about the root, right? Right? And so we talked about this yesterday, so I'll just give you just so for impact. Uh, one of the books I was reading was, was uh, referencing way back in the 80s. It's like 50 million people dealing with schizophrenia, right? 50% of all state hospitals, people had schizophrenia, and there were 300,000 new cases each year. Now, I don't get into a whole lot of stats, but I'm only saying that to, to realize that was the 80s. That was before gummies. That was before edibles. That was before, uh, what's it, is it meth? Opioids or whatever. Uh, crystal meth, that, that was before all, all the other new poisons, right? That was back when we was doing um, <clears throat> mescaline and he, he said weed. Yeah, well, in the Northeast, we was doing acid. You know what I'm saying? So mescaline, Snoopy's, uh, all this stuff, right? And, and, and I, seen, I, seen, I seen a guy, uh, Angel Dust, I seen a guy, well, well, one guy walked off a roof because the dust, is, well, Angel Dust back then, now they put in their edibles and, and, um, and uh, the gummies now, right? The guy, but he walked off the roof, but he didn't think he was walking off the roof. I was hanging with a guy he was walking towards the car. And I, I said, man, what are you doing? But, but when he was walking towards the car, instead of the lights being like right here, it was a light way over here and a light way over here. So he didn't think he was walking to the car. But he was on dust. And, and the trip is, we were, so, so, so I, did, I did it one time. I did it one time. Never again. Never again on purpose. I'm in the club. Everybody's smoking dust in the club. So I'm not inhaling it. Well, don't, don't people get cancer from secondhand smoke? People get spirits from secondhand drugs. <laughs> Woo. All right, I know this is not going over well, but let's go. All right, so, so. So this schizophrenia, uh, the, in, the, in the, the medical term, is, is a, uh, it's a root of it is dementia. It's called dementia praecox, right? But what it is, is it's disturbance in your mind. It's a distortion in your mind. Hey, it's disintegrating the development of your maturity. It's, when you see the word disintegrate, it's disintegrate. Because see, your, 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 all your faculties are supposed to flow together in harmony. Your mind's supposed to just flow together, right? But if they scramble your mind, now, now, listen, I'm not, before even I knew what I knew now, when I was living out there in the world, I was honest about everything I did. So when I smoked weed, I said, listen, man, this is what drugs is. This is what I used to tell my friends. I said, drugs are real simple. My mind was A, B, C, and D. Once I start smoking, C decided to go where A was, B decided to go where D was, D decided I'm going to sleep. So I still have the faculty, but it's distorted. It's distorted. I was talking to somebody, uh, I ain't, ain't going to say your name, but I'm trying to help. Uh, and I told them, I said, listen, stay away from that stuff. I said, it'll impair your vision. Ah, nah, 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 I'm good, I'm good. Has destroyed so many situations. 
But did they destroy it? Or did the spirit? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Because you're taking on the spirit. And then you then you like you're trying to like shut down voices, but you're taking in the voices. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Trying to convince you you're crazy. You ain't crazy. You're just taking on spirits. You gotta get rid of them. Right? You got you gotta disassociate. So so it's it's disintegration of the development of personality, or we call split personality, right? Mm-hmm. You split personality. Right. Now, now we'll we'll get into it a little deeper, but when you start taking on these spirits, what they try to do is they try to split your personality, stop the harmony. Now, the goal is to divide you from your true self. Most people have not met their true self because a lot of trauma happens when we're children. We're born in sin and shaped in iniquity, right? So you come in in a cloud, and then the devil has panicked, and he's like, oh, there ain't enough for them to be born in my world of sin. I need to affect them traumatically even more. So like with me, you snatch me away from my family. So now I'm dealing with rejection as soon as I start out. So I'm already in the world of sin. Now I'm also dealing with the trauma and rejection. And most people that deal with mental things, if you're honest, you could trace it all back to rejection. Relationship, what? Rejection. Somebody played you. Rejection. Right? Somebody you thought you loved don't love you. Rejection. Leave me with strangers. Rejection. I got other brothers and sisters. We're all in the same city. We was in the same city for years. I'm walking by my grandparents' house. My grandparents were probably walking by me while I was drinking. But I wouldn't have known. I'm playing at a gym that her dad ran. Well, that's my cousin. Her uncle ran. My uncle ran. I don't even know my uncle's running the gym. So once I got... Back with my family, I came back a bitter inward, but I'm bitter. You know, as, as Karen said when she met me in the summer, I had a chip on my shoulder. That was a spirit. I allowed the spirit because I despised my father until I learned something. What you despise, you become. <laughs> I was following the exact pattern of the person that I said I didn't want to be like. But I really wasn't that my dad I didn't want to be like. Because, right, you know, I told you a story right before he died. I met my, the, the real person. It was the spirits I didn't want to be like. Right? right? But, I, but because I, I had a spirit in me of hatred and unforgiveness, those spirits wasn't going to run from me. They was going to run to me. Mm-hmm. Right? That's right? Because what? I'm carrying around my compensation package. My compensation package was fire-breathing, angry. You couldn't tell me nothing. And my sister said, you can't nobody talk to you. You can't tell you nothing. No, you ain't going to tell me nothing because I don't trust none of y'all. You left me by myself, I'm going for me. I'm doing me. Now, I'm still not doing me. I'm doing the spirit, but I'm calling it me because I haven't met me yet. What type of me would be angry, withdrawn, not using my gifts, that's the, that God doesn't, God going to fearfully and wonderfully make me, Gerard. Give me, fearfully, make so nobody's going to like me. Fill me with wonders for me to sit around and look at everybody. That wouldn't even make sense. That ain't me. The Spirit has convinced me. Oh, no, no, that, that's, that's, that's uh, for Pastor Mel. I don't do stuff like that. I think she smiled too much anyway. 
I asked the spirit, hey, what are you happy about? Gee whiz. It ain't, it ain't all that. Everybody doesn't walk around like that. Something's wrong with you. Exactly. <laughs> Pastor Mel said, something wrong with you. Well, not me. Ain't nothing wrong with me. <laughs> right? Do you understand what I'm saying? So, so this starts when we're young. We talked about this scripture yesterday. When I was a child, spake as a child, thought as a child, understood as a child. When I became a man, I put off childish things. Children are so, what about me? They hurt my feelings. Nobody's thought about me. When is my turn? As I work with the kids in kindergarten, first grade. All right, okay, everybody line up at the door. <laughs> Knocking each other down. Now, then, then, then the person's toe got there, and the other person stepped over the toe to be first. I was first. I was first. What y'all, what y'all doing? Why, what y'all doing? Mr. Bradley, I was first. He said, what? So let him be first today. No, no, I was first. Now y'all think I'm talking about kids. We doing this. Why, why Minister James get to do it? I want to be first. Now you got people got bothered if they wasn't the first to minister at the church. I shouldn't have said that, but it came out. It's true. I ain't saying no names. You hear me say name? Anybody hear me say name? So if somebody shows up this week and posts something on Facebook, we know it's them, right? <laughs> right? Listen, nobody in this building can be a Minister James. Nobody in this building can be a Tanya. Nobody can be a Terrell. We all got our own unique designs. But those spirits have you thinking, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if somebody corrects you, you get offended. What do you get offended for? Th- they were setting your life to correct you from being anything less than you. What are we doing? See, they're not correcting you. They're correcting that spirit in you. <laughs> and when you embrace the correction, the spirit leaves. When you defend the correction, the spirit stay because you in support, you, you hide in the spirit. Hey, 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 you leave him alone. A little sick and tired of you thinking you could correct everybody. Just leave him alone. He ain't bothering nobody. But when you embrace the correction, be like, man, you got a point, man. The spirit's like, what do you, what do you mean they got a point, man? We, I thought we was rolling together. What do you, I thought we was cool. Oh, we, oh, we got a point. Oh, are you trying to say that's true? There's no agreement. Spirit can't stay without agreement. But we walking around defending the spirit. And some of us are great at it. Rapid fire. We, we, you, know, you know, like back in the day, the Westerns, we, we like a quick draw, like, Thought you could hit me with that correction, didn't you? Pa pa pa! Like we taking out six, seven folk at a time, All right? You know, you know, you had a little get-togethers, and everybody's saying the same thing, right? And the person's like, Pa-ra-ra-ra. "What? Shut all y'all down! Y'all gonna leave my spirits alone? We gotta stop that. Do you understand what I'm saying? And this, this is what the, this is, this is why sometimes we're stuck in time, because at the point of our trauma we were at a certain level of maturity. Once we put, start going into our own protective custody, we stay at that level of maturity. 
Now, we're still older. We, we confront, but we're still kids. That's why we complain. That's why we whine it. That's why we cry at the drop of a hat. I'm not talking about cry because, you know, because James, you know, getting emotional all the time. <laughs> I'm playing. I was just playing. See, but I knew he could take that, see? You can say the same thing to somebody else. What are you trying to say? I'm emotional? <laughs> like, come on. That's the spirit. Like, you can't even take a joke. Like, we got to walk around. That's not, no, I didn't mean that. I mean, I mean, I, that's, I mean, I, that, no, no, no. no. Oh, I, I, no. See, that's the spirit. Turns everything into an indictment. But know what? Know how the spirit's tricking you? The spirit's tricking you because it's not an indictment on you. <laughs> it's an indictment on that spirit. You, you trying to change? Embrace some correction, some rebuke. Get into an environment where you're accountable. See, the spirit wants to isolate you. So the only wisdom you're getting, oh, oh, let me take that back. The only information you're getting because it ain't wisdom is from the spirit. How many times have you been in a situation where you've, you've almost cost yourself great relationships, but the only person you were, that was there was you? You never even talked to the person. You didn't even give a person to say, oh, no, I didn't know you saw it that, that way. No, I don't think that. Right? Where'd you get that from? You ain't going to say, oh, I, uh, I got this little friend I've been carrying around and been talking to me. <laughs> Seemed like good information at the time. <laughs> you ain't going to say that. You'd be like, well, uh, I, you, oh, we, we'll probably do this one, right? I, I just know. How you just know? Because you ain't talked to me. You ain't talked to Stella. How you know? <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all cracking me up. Y'all funny, right? Right? You, you understand what I'm saying? So, so, so this this dual personality is apart from self, and we'll get into it further. But I just want to give you where you're gonna to start to recognize it. You're gonna start recognizing. So, so now sometimes we don't know self at all. You're gonna recognize it because it's either gonna operate two ways, and it's gonna. It's going to embrace the spirit of rejection and be passive. You know, playing the victim. You know, you just play, see, ain't nobody called me. But you ain't calling nobody. (laughs) Right? So it's it's, it's passive. Or to be aggressive, rebellion. Ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. Ain't nobody telling me what to do. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it because you asked me. Right? It's going to have a, a rebellious tinge on it. And sometimes anytime someone asks you what to do, you respond in rebellion. So it's going to be, again, one, it's going to be either the inward passive self, meaning that you'll just live in thought. Or it's going to be the outward aggressive self where you operate on rebellious intent. So, again, because what? The spirit is trying to split your personality because a house divided can't stand. So, it's trying to divide you, right? Right? And so, so for us, um, I'm just going to, the scripture house divided is Matthew 12, 25. For us, what we're going to do is we're going to embrace some tools to help us to fall out of agreement with the spirits. 
So, so we're going we're gonna to flip it. The Spirit's trying to divide and conquer us. We're going to divide and conquer the spirits. And the way you do that is you have to fall out of agreement. So, so that's, why, that's why you embrace uh, doctrine. That's God's word, the truth. Right? Correction. Rebuke and instruction in righteousness. Because no spirit wants to do any of those four things. Now, why is doctrine important? We'll just get into that real quick because I think it's important. The word, Pastor Mel talked about it earlier. She was like, man, sometimes you find yourself, you know you want to read. You know you need to read. But you say you ain't read. Right? Somebody talked to you, be like, yeah, I read all the time. But if you really sat down, you'd be like, what happened to me? You want to pray. But Pastor Mel talked about it. But you, you ain't even getting a prayer out. Sometimes you, you would think you pray. You know what I'm saying? Like you ever felt like, you like, you think you pray, like, I ain't even pray. But you felt like you pray. Because you thought about praying. You've been thinking about the situation. But you're not praying. And the flesh don't want you to pray. Listen, I'm a pastor, a man of God. My flesh don't want to pray. It's a workout. Because I got a lot of y'all to pray for by name. And if I don't know your name yet, give me your name. Because sometimes I'll be like, the person that visited the church last week. Because right. <laughs> I ain't, you know, like this gentleman that visited last week, I, I had to leave. So I didn't get to meet him. So I said, with the guy that visited the church last week. But, but, but outside of that, the Genesis show up. Uh, uh, somebody's last name is Jenkins. Start with a T. No, it's, it ain't Tia Jenkins. It's, is it Talit? It's, it's you? What is it? Tia Jenkins? Okay, so now I got the first name right. So I've been praying for you too. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, if I get the name, you on the list. But my flesh ain't going to want to go through all those names. Whether I see you or not, once you're on the list, I'm praying. I'm praying for the family. I'm praying for each family member. So even if you not here, you were here, you connected to someone here, I've been praying for you. Right? But guess what? Do you think my flesh is like, let's pray for all these people? That takes a long time. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, it, it's, it's, so, so, if my flesh is working to pray for everybody, what's your flesh doing? Even with the honorable mention prayers. Y'all know what I mean by that, right? Uh, Lord, you know, just bless, bless all the people that go to Harris Christian Center Church, you know. Yeah, just bless all of them. That's the, that's the honorable mention. Y'all be doing that, right, don't you? Lord, you, you knew who I meant. Dumb, dumb, dumb. I'm praying for dumb. Dumb, right? Yeah, well, but you can love, she said lazy spirit. You can love your family and be like, uh, look, look, look. It'd be like uh, uh, Tory and family. Uh, it'd be like, uh, uh, you know, you just go down the line. Like you just do the head of the family, right? <laughs> right? Just go down the line. Versus... Playing for people in specific. Oh, no, but you ain't done. 
once you put, call it right now, you got to pray specific things. You, what, what I mean by is there is a collection of things you're praying for for all these people. Yeah. You got to go through all that too. Yeah. You're praying for them to be slow to speak, quick to listen, slow to wrath. The Holy Spirit detained their tongue. They're concealing matters. Mm-hmm. Transformed by the renewal of their mind. Right? You got to pray that too. Diligent your word. Diligent spending time with you. Thirsting for your word. Thirsting to spend time with you. Thirsting to spend time with you. Like you, you, you pray. Then in specific situations people are in and they ask you to pray for. You got to pray for that too. Right? Do you think the spirit wants to do that? <laughs> I want to understand why this is happening. Because the spirit is telling you not to do stuff and you doing it. So now you've empowered the spirit. Do opposite. Punk your flesh. I mean, that's why we fast and pray. Because when you fast and pray, you do stuff that your, 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 your natural man or the flesh don't want to do. The, the spirit is trying to attach itself to the flesh. So when you do spiritual things, you fall out of agreement. Stuff has to drop off for you. But anytime you're like, ah, well, I can watch it online. And you could be there. Because sometimes you have to watch it online. Right? Do you think that was the Holy Spirit? No, that was that spirit in you, that, comp- that complacency, slowful, what you say, lazy spirit, right? All right, you, you see what I'm saying? So, we'll, so, so we're, we're going to spend some time with this, Amen. and you're going to find out. Because some of you, you, you find out now, and be like, oh, oh, there's people around you. Don't get mad if it's you. There's people around you. You only hear the negative when you're not around. They're always talking about you. It's just aggressive person in your family. But they're constantly, man, they think this, this, that, and the other, and you hear about it. And then you respond to it. Well, well, how come they ain't saying it to you? Why don't you just call you up and just ask you, hey, this has been bothering me. No, I ain't said it to you. Because that spirit is fearful. See, it's, it's a rebellious, aggressive spirit when you ain't around. If you're a mighty man or woman of God, that spirit ain't going to be saying nothing to you. It's going to say stuff about you. When you come around, it'll be play the victim spirit. It'll be the passive spirit. You see it around. Listen, and I'm, I'm busting it out, not for you to be mad at people, but you'll be a lot more like, uh, what did I say to you? Uh, you feel, you'll start feeling for people. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you have more emp- be more empathetic, feeling for people like, man, they trapped. We got to pray them out of this one. Hey, hey, or, or how about this one? We got to love them out of this one. <laughs> how about this one? We, we got to love them out of this one. Now you have to get past the spirit that's telling you, oh, that ain't getting over on me. That's the spirit. <laughs> All right, so let's stand on your feet. That's enough for the day. I just wanted to, to get us, get us, Get us uh, wet our whistles a little bit, get us started.